0: I've got a reasonably strong start, GUI, and I'm very excited about this. So I'll, I'll like I'll be in the zone. Don't worry about it. I'll be there.
1: This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers.
0: My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. You know when you get into an unfortunate relationship with someone who you know really wants to please you and has just for some reason got into your bad books and so their attempts to like improve the relationship sort of piss you off more Um, I find this sort of happens sometimes the more senior you get in your job where you know I'm reasonably clear in my communication style and so people are aware generally with whether I think they're very good or not um and there's one person who is very clearly putting the effort in, and the more effort they put put in, the more it's just like your unpopular friend in the playground who's like, "Oh, please, I'll be your friend if you know." You know, it feels like that sort of transaction. And um, I was reminded about something we try to do in Spooko, which is start strong, very good lesson. And at one p.m. today, just as we're going to start recording, I got an email from this person that commenced, "Good morning."
1: And I was just like <laughs> you know, like fucking like,
0: I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so starting strong shag like you and I do try to come out swinging a bit in Spooko. It's uh it's a bumpy funny old time. I'm fresh out of a funeral. Uh we don't need to dive into it too deeply, but uh we're in we're in that period where we're where the uh where art is brushing up against life. Uh, and you know we're uh, we're having we're having a time. We're certainly having a time. How have you been? How are you?
1: I think it's interesting that you mention mm. art imitating life. Mm because today's film... Because
0: it's just an interesting concept, generally. Is that the... It's just uh... Mainly because let's just rip just on that. It's a good conversation to It's an interesting one. It's an
1: interesting one. No, because... How
0: funny is it how art does imitate <laughs> life and then sometimes life imitates art. <laughs> it really is crazy.
1: No, but the reason... The the reason... The reason mm. I wanted to have a little chat about that is because often the way these episodes start is that you mm. go, don't worry, Shag, I got this. And part of me is like, "Sit, cool. The other part of me is like, how the fuck am I going to link this into like whatever whatever <laughs> film we're supposed to be talking about on our podcast. But it is very relevant to this one. This, you know, we talk about this a lot. This podcast mm. has evolved to become about a lot of things. But at its core, mm. I'm trying to get you through your fear of scary movies and convincing you of the value of horror as a great genre.
0: Yeah. And there's is sort of in the background there, but we haven't got any freebies for like 70 episodes now. Peach, do uh, your and- stuff.
1: This is this is you, man. You got us the last couple of cases. No, I think Adele did. Oh, yeah, she did, actually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've really got to get into get onto that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Adele, what you got? Um, So last week's episode, I think, was mm. like a good example of using horror to bring to life An experience in that case, Mm. being a woman on the dating apps was the the point of the director trying to get across. Turned into Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones having a like a toxic relationship that involved cannibalism. But at its core, it was trying to demonstrate an experience. And this week's episode, I think, does it really well. In fact, better than last week's film. Uh, Like,
0: last week was a fucking tour de force as a podcast episode as well. Like, I'm like I'm not particularly excited about this week's being compared to it, so let's just oh, let's pitch, just see how pitch, we go. Pitch.
1: I am. Um, Is it one of our best ever? Yeah, yeah. So, so you <laughs> often use this. I'm, I'm just going to use this too. So, just yeah, a little, yeah, s- we'll, little yeah, we'll, sidebar, we'll taking aside, a little sidebar. I have been feeling the pressure of last week's episode and I yep. think we just have to deal with the fact that sometimes we do all times and sometimes we do an episode 129, which is... We yeah. <laughs> just- can't
0: have an outlier if you don't have just normal, normal <laughs> liars. You've got to have the high point of the bell curve to have the extremities. Yeah, it's I get
1: really it. important to have not good episodes so the good episodes really shine. <laughs> So this is an investment in an
0: upcoming good episode. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but but at the same time, at the same time, this film is actually really, really good and did an incredible job for me of using horror as a genre to bring mm. to life an experience that I will never understand, but have come a little bit closer to empathetically understanding through this film. And that's why I think it's really Next amazing. Duration? What are we talking about? No. But, no. So okay. alright.
0: Childbirth,
1: oh, okay. Childbirth. <laughs> there, are a to... lot, there are a lot of horror films that are about childbirth or death and regret, but it's not that. It's not that. Okay, so this, you know what, let's just launch into it. You watch the trailer, we'll chat after. What's the experience <laughs> you're never going to have? I'm, really, like, I'm So, to... so uh, in general, the experience is being a marginalised person, racism. Yes. Okay, yes. I'm Specifically... Being one of the few POCs at an <clears throat> uh, expensive, exclusive liberal arts college in America. The film that we're doing today is from 2022 and it's called Master.
0: A quick bit of IP advice for up and coming rappers uh, keep ownership of your masters. Well, we're, <laughs> don't let the label take those masters.
1: <laughs>
0: Ooh.
1: Last name, first name? Moore, Jasmine. Guys, she got the room. Legends. Lancaster College is crowded with them. When
0: you go to a school that's nearly as old as the country, you can expect to hear a few. It can be really hard for students of color. Just know I'm here. It's amazing, Gil first black master
1: very exciting it is so you live here too yeah the whole school is cursed okay you you're, you're going to have to try a lot harder than that to scare me <laughs> seriously it's it's real
0: this school is unwilling to see itself for what it truly is
1: You look like you've seen a ghost. Why is this administration spending more
0: energy undermining my tenure than on ferreting out who's been terrorizing the student body?
1: I can't get away from
0: it, Jasmine. I'll follow you.
1: It's everywhere.
0: Uh, it looks like the best movie ever made. Like, I sort of, <laughs> I'm sort sort of like, I don't know what they're saying. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I accept that this is a perfect movie.
1: I I really enjoyed this film. There's, mm. It has mixed reviews, and we'll get to that at mm. the end of the synopsis about why, and I don't think they're invalid, but I, I have the counter to it. But one of the things I do want to say, and I don't want to restart our beef with Shudder, but... I'm pretty
0: down actually, I'm, I'm really, like I'm in I'm a funny phase of life, I'm really about it, I'm back, I'm fucking ready.
1: Well, I, I guess what I found is that all of the streaming services have been really great for indie horror, to the point where, you know, this film came to Prime Video first, I think, I think it showed in a couple, like it showed at Sundance, it showed in some cinemas, I think, in the US, but then was immediately on Prime. There's a lot of other indie horrors that are making their way to the other streaming services to the point where I'm like... I'm wondering where Shudder fits into all of this because if all the Shocking other stream- doesn't fit anywhere, Shag, <laughs> I, I, we did
0: it, we did it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>
1: anyway, anyway, look, let me let me explain this film. So this is from first-time director Mariama Diallo uh, out of Brooklyn, and this is how they described how this film came to them. <clears throat> So Diala said, I was lucky enough to meet as professors black women who had been there for a while and my relationship to them was really important she's talking about her experience going to college mm. it was really important to me getting through the college experience mm. and there's a lot that I could see through you know what little I could glean as a student that they were also contending with at the same time even though they were in staff they had tenure that sort of thing yep. and then she adds that academia so often perceived as serious and important can in reality be hilariously petty which in you know, a mine made it a perfect setting. As for why she chose the horror genre, Diallo said that she's always found it fun, but also sincere and truthful. God, like, again, like, th- there's my three-word ex- uh, There's my three word reason for why horror is the best genre. It's fun, fun but it's also sincere, truthful.
0: truthful. Exactly.
1: She said, there's something that I thought was very honest about portraying what Gail and Jasmine and you will you'll, we'll discover these characters soon, mm. portraying what Gail and Jasmine go through as a horror experience. So, the idea of taking their experience of going to a liberal arts college and being, mm. and standing out as one of very few POCs there mm. and trying to explain that to people, not just by didactically and being like, look how shit this is, but turning it into a horror film, yep. I think is so unbelievably clever and also just one of those things that you can't do in any other genre
0: like horror like horror can be an empathy engine like I really like I really think that at its strength it is nudging you to having a different experience to empathizing along with someone and and it's almost often the you know the the terrified victim but, but it's about I'm coming to think and understand that it's about putting you in someone else's shoes. Oh, it's really interesting.
1: Now, what I think is really cool about this is, is this is one of those films we couldn't have done in the early days of Spooko. I was too drunk. Yeah, I would have <laughs> you been. You were too <laughs> drunk. But also, but also you need to understand horror to mm. understand where this film's coming from. The other thing that I think is interesting about it is the fact that it's set in a prestigious uni. Mm. We both went to pretty... Precid- I mean, you went to University I was at the most
0: prestigious uni. Yeah. <laughs> What's
1: I went up? to a, re- you know, a reasonably prestigious art school. Mm. I-, I remember you even saying at one point, you know, you did a law degree there and I think you once told me that there are only a few unis where firms will be like, yeah, you went to that uni, we'll consider you.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, in yeah. terms
1: of doing a law degree. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a threshold test for most of the big firms that if you went to a lesser university, it's a nope. Like it's a, yeah. It's man, like it's not very like we're about to learn about it now, but but that sort of entrenched privilege, generation upon generation, year upon year upon year, we're about to learn how horrific it is. That's very true. Mm. And
1: when you and when you were there, and when you were mm. studying, did you ever get a sense of that privilege oh, at the place?
0: That like like in a very unflattering sort of um competitive slash derisory dismissive like imagine going to you know some sort of other university like you know i'm doing lecturing now and oh sorry i've been invited to do some lecturing that'll that'll start buzzing along in a little while and a couple of institutions like yeah page get in here and of course the one that's like, yeah, yeah maybe, like, what about we got to see a few? <laughs> is, um, is the one I went to that I'm like, ah, no, it's, it's like, what is it? Treating me mean to keep me keen? Is that the. <laughs> They're doing it so well. But what's interesting is the quality of the education doesn't vary at all, and the quality of candidate that comes out is almost a higher quality if you went to one of these. Um, <laughs> low, because it's someone who's scrapped, who's like someone who's sometimes worked like a full-time job while trying to slide in doing this. Someone who's there because they believe in it rather than someone who went to school with you and I and decided, oh, I guess this is what you do.
1: Because we went to mm. a high school mm. where, we where, <laughs> where... But we went to a high school where realistically you sort of had three <laughs> options after leaving, you either did law, mm. you did medicine, mm. or you were a total fucker. Uh, <laughs> but I think there's a lot in
0: finance trading. Oh, yeah.
1: And I don't know what those degrees are, but, yes, you would do something like that as And
0: well. then there's agriculture management to run, like, big farming operations, yeah. I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Any- anyway, it's... but
1: this is the world we're playing yeah, in yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. So this is Master from 2022, and it's essentially about the experience of three concurrent women who are, as far as I can tell, as far as it really makes it out, mm. really the only POCs on campus. Two lecturers and one uh, student. One student. Christ. So Gail Bishop has just become the newly appointed and first black master of Ancaster. So Ancaster is the school. It's actually set at a real school called Vassa, which I looked up is seems like a very private, very exclusive uh, American Liberal Arts College. I think that's why um, they filmed
0: The Chair as well. Have you watched The Chair with Sandra Oh?
1: Oh, I don't think I have no, seen it. No. It's
0: very good. Yeah, It riffs on a similar theme, but she's the head of the English Department and is the first, the first POC to, to do that.
1: Can't be that good if they're getting all these films to film there, right? <laughs> like They're fucking scraping for money right now, Vasa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My university has a lot of rich, old white guys that pay for it. That they pay for everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, nice. Is it weird people who just pay for like, like, like can people I, like, who leave so these institutions our, so to make heaps? Of-
0: our children's school, like, adds on just I'm, I'm pretty sure they're just like optional building donation just charge, just the invoice of like the optional building donation <laughs> charge you can pay if you like. And it's like total, including optional building donation charge, is this? It's just like, oh yeah, we pay to build some more fucking buildings. It's amazing.
1: Which is really funny because, like, it is such bad practice in any, like, in any e-commerce, for example, or any website or any subscription mm. service to automatically check the add-on. And, and I'm pretty sure if it's not illegal, it's it's like shunned are upon. The least, yeah. The ethics are bad. Mm. Like, so the fact, yeah. So, yeah. Education, all bets <laughs> are off. We're the most
0: expensive private school in Australia. We need lots of money from the government. These two things are completely consistent. Yes. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Gail Bishop has been appointed mm. the new uh, the first Black Master of Ancaster. Mm. It's an elite university in New England, built on the site of a Salem era gallows. Okay,
0: like, just it's just really good writing. Like, I know it sounds like a basic piece of metadata, but but I think it really just sets the scene of like, yeah, okay, you know, like I think I think that's. That's the sort of creativity that can easily be glossed over, like, you know, building your world. I I find that very evocative and impressive. I think that's really cool.
1: So this film has this sense of claustrophobia and paranoia all the way through it that is almost oppressive. Sick. And I've read a couple of reviews that have said as much but also noted that that's not a criticism That's the point.
0: Yeah, it's a fucking horror movie. It's like, oh, this movie made me feel scared. And it's like... What are you you
1: doing? (laughs) Look, I liked a lot about this film, but oh, it did not make me feel good. Nightmares Mm. after it really wasn't. (laughs) Something else that's worth noting, Mm. although it doesn't come up until very near the end, but it does come up again, is that it's also super close to an Amish community and they all look very Salem-y already anyway yeah, okay. and that's that's just a thing that's the world we're in now the students at the school believe it is cursed by the ghost of margaret millet now give me one second uh so they believe it's cursed by the ghost of margaret millet who was accused of witchcraft and hanged nearby yeah okay. so then we get our second character arrived jasmine moore she moves in as a freshman and is assigned to room 302 and when Everybody who knows that she's assigned to room 302 is like, "Oh, mm. you've been assigned to the room." When she goes in, she meets a white roommate, Amelia, and Amelia and her friends, mm. who first of all are like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm Amelia's new roommate." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. Let me guess. Are you Beyonce? Are you oh, Lizzo? God. Are you one of the Serena sisters?" And uh, you know, Jasmine has to be like, "Ha, ha, ha, ha no." And it's the beginning of just a series of, I think, microaggressions mm-hmm. that they play as horror beats yeah, rather nice. than as you know, like, do you know what I mean? That they play mm-hmm. as elements of the film to put you off kilter, yeah. and it's done really well. Anyway, so they're like, "Ha, ah, we're just kidding. You're a roommate. We're all friends now." And they're like, "Did you know this room was once occupied by a student called Louisa Weeks, who in 1965?" jumped out the window, and Jasmine's like, why? And they're like, well, the witch always attaches herself to anyone who stays in this room, and at 3.33 one night, she's going to wake you up and take you out the window with her.
0: I actually would freak out about that if I was like nineteen <laughs> and just moved out of home. I was like, "Are you
1: fucking serious?" I, like they, they, Jasmine is played so well in that first year of uni where I swear to God you barely speak. You yep. just walk around with your eyes wide open, mm. and if someone's like, "Do you want to go here?" and you're like, "Yep, yep, let's let's do that." Okay, yep. What, what yep. else is going on? Yeah, I'll
0: just do the thing I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
1: As soon as she finds out about this. We start to get these moments of like a hooded figure stalking through the grounds. We don't know if it's a dream or not. So Jasmine initially makes friends with Amelia's rich white friends. Although, first of all, like when she's like, hey, I bought pizza, can you pay me back? They all act like, number one, it's the most insulting thing they've ever heard, but obviously they're not going to pay her back. But number two, when somebody spills something in the room, they're like, hey, Jasmine, can you just clean that up? And, and this coincides with a storytelling technique. This is the, like, honestly, this was the worst Wikipedia synopsis I've ever read. It was about 100 words. I go,
0: I went to university.
1: <laughs> it's basically there was like a that. And <laughs> it's basically like that. So I've added some notes. So this jumps around a little bit, mm. but hopefully this gives you the flavor of this film. All the way through the film, there are these handwritten title cards that appear, and they mirror quotes from the film. So I think the first one says, can you just clean that up? It's something like that, right? <clears throat> and they come through the film, they're, they're presented very starkly, they, they break up the tension, Again, they make the film quite confusing in some ways and it does jump around and you, you're often a little bit disorientated and you're mm. like, what am I saying? Is this a dream? Whose perspective are we? And I think that's, again, I think that's the point, but I'll get to why I think so at the end. So she then goes to a party with all her friends and there's this moment that fuck was so true in Australia, not even 10 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. If you went out, to a club or a party yeah. and somebody put on you know, any American hip-hop song, you would hear people loudly singing along any mention of the n
0: Yeah, Yep, yeah, yeah.
1: Right? Like But
0: we went to Drake, like in 2017, we saw Drake at the Acer Arena. And just like yelling this <laughs> word, but a stadium full of oh, 20,000 13 year olds It's, 000, so, right? it was just like, it's oh, so true. That, and like...
1: I wanna make it I wanna make it really clear. Like if you are not you know, if, if you're listening not from Australia right now, like, in 2022, that's not the case, and I DJ a lot, and it's it's hu- it's the most hilarious thing you've ever seen is the way that excited young white Australians will self-censor themselves when they're listening to a song they love. Like, you know, uh, like, it's very noticeable, and, it, like, I'm glad they're putting in the work, but this, uh, this is a very recent change. <laughs> so she goes to this party and at first she's having a really great time like jumping around but then all of a sudden again it does that horror trick where the room starts to close in on her the the music sort of I guess they put on like a low pass filter so everything sounds a bit bassy and like a little bit sort of like scary and disorientating and you see all of these like young white students screaming out the lyrics to Sheck Wears as Mo Bamba. again we should point out Sheck Wears not a great dude, has been accused of, you know, assault by multiple partners. So, like, obviously I'm not excusing Shekwes. He's just a part of this film. Uh, And they're screaming along to the film Mo Mo Bumba, and they're not censoring herself. And she's just like, she just does not feel comfortable. So she finds herself in a side room where Amelia's crush finds her. They share a really cute moment. He kisses her. Amelia sees it and freaks out. Next day in the dorm room, Amelia's like, I just want you to know that I hate you and you're a bad person. And so Jasmine, already feeling incredibly, you know, isolated, is now doesn't even have a roommate to confide in. Yeah, okay. Now, meanwhile, so keep in mind, so that's Jasmine. Meanwhile, Gail, who is the new master, mm. her experience is different, right? So she is constantly being invited as a bit of a figurehead to, like, faculty events yeah, for hey, everyone hey, to be like... Got look at our new black master sort of thing, right? But meanwhile, while she's at home, every time she's alone, she noticed there's like a maggot infestation happening in her house. And what's interesting about this maggot infestation is that it often leads her to parts of the house with reminders of the history. So whether that is, you know, to those weird little sort of racist statues that uh, like the the sort of, uh, what's the word? The Jim Crow... Um, the, the, you, do you know what i mean right yeah. like minstrel sort of statues yeah. that are just awful but that again you will still see in antique stores we have
0: one in our house like i came saw Mum, i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> mom doesn't listen to this podcast so she's not gonna be like I'm just, but yeah, she's like yeah my granddad gave it to me and it's just like e- like you fucking kidding
1: and it's always like yeah look i know it's racist but it's pretty my funny it's <laughs> it's a coin You know, that's exactly the one she finds, right? Uh, And then, you know, when she goes upstairs, she finds the servants' quarters and things like that, right? Mm. And and so keep in mind, so you can already see how this film is sort of jumping around and doing all these things, but the tone it's setting is very oppressive and it's giving you this feeling as the watcher that I don't belong here and something bad is around the corner at every moment, Mm. which is absolutely the point of this film. Anyway, so... Jasmine starts having nightmares about this hooded figure and becomes obsessed with working out about this witch because she's like, well, it's got to be the witch. Anyway, she starts researching that. But meanwhile, mm. at the same time, we, we introduce the third character, Liv, who is a professor at the college who's mm. trying to gain tenure. Um, but obviously there's that weird thing about being like, I have to like play the game yep. to get tenure. So I have to let them let me be, you know, their their diversity play Mm. for them to consider me so she has to sort of go along with everything they say and so her journey is like i need to like i want to gain tenure but i can only gain tenure by like adhering to the rules of Mm. this very white college anyway so so liv and jasmine have this altercation in a class where they're studying the Scarlet Letter. Again, I've never read the Scarlet Letter. You did English at uni, right? Was English at uni basically professors being like, let's talk about this book. What's the subtext in this book?
0: Uh, It sort of went went a fair bit deeper. So whenever you did Shakespeare, like you'd almost do like a, a liter- a literature review of like how is this criticized a hundred years ago, how's this criticized from a traditional feminist perspective, how's this criticized from post structuralist, how's this criticized from intersectional feminist perspective? Um, and you try to like pl- place it as a cultural artifact. And then sometimes it'd be like, we're doing a casino this week. Woo. <laughs> Robert De Niro's jacket looks crazy in the final scene where he blows up. And it's like, never a true word fucking.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, so so there, there's you know this is this is probably the the part of the film that errs too closely to trying trying to prove a point rather than be a realistic experience. But basically, Jasmine is in this class that lives teaching where they're reviewing the Scarlet Letter, and the whole class is trying to put in this like woke subtext of being like well they called the character pearl because she's a classic white woman and jasmine's like i don't actually think they had that that understanding of racial dynamics hundreds of years ago anyway because she does that she ends up getting an f on a test because obviously liv has to play this game and is like if all the kids want to want to feel woke in my class i have to let them and i can't let you spoil that and so it leads to this this clash between the two of them so so you can already see so liv is struggling on, on her own way gail is struggling yep. in her own way but jasmine has just all of her support is not there yep. she's 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 a smart student who's failing her roommate unfairly hates her yep. she's dealing with like constant microaggressions anyway and and i'll go into another one that that again is a really well shot scene that they shoot as a, shoot as a horror scene anyway so she keeps researching this witch at the school library. And there's this moment in the school library where she takes a couple of books home and it beeps and the librarian makes her come back and go through her bag in front of everybody. Uh, But it shoots it like a horror scene and it's so cleverly done.
0: These microaggressions as horror events, I think is a really sophisticated way of using the genre and engaging with it. I think that's super impressive.
1: And I think it's really clever too because I often get annoyed when people pay out microaggressions and be like oh how could they be a big deal and it's like they're not it's in the name yeah it's the cumulative effect do you know what i mean it's like i,
0: I don't know anyone who makes that argument but I, I'm, like, I'm, like, who cares? <laughs> I'm like oh although being a female a female barrister on twitter being that is just the fucking worst it's like uh, like all i get is like re- replies of like, like Ugh, can we <laughs> fucking stop talking about women in the law it's just we're all doing the law <laughs> Stop making me feel like it's different for everyone.
1: The famously, uh, the famously equal yeah. professional. Law.
0: It's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, are we really still talking about
1: this? And of
0: course, the subject is—it's making me feel bad. Like, it's like man, there isn't anything bad. You're fine.
1: But and I guess that is my point. I spend way too much time on Twitter, which. I think it's one of the reasons that I am low-key depressed all of the time. No, I think I just
0: proved you right, though, rather than me, like in that example. I was like, Shag, I've never heard of this. Anyway, here's an example of this happening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But also it makes a point where it's like, well, we don't experience them in our lives. Yeah. But they exist. Anyway, and this is the whole point of this film. Anyway, so anyway, 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 anyway. So she keeps researching this witch and she eventually finds out that Louisa Weeks the girl who apparently jumped out the window because she was compelled to by the witch Uh, in room 302 was actually Ancaster's first black undergraduate and she committed suicide not by jumping out the window but by hanging herself in the room.
0: I do love horror movie research though. I'm like, oh, this is the book of the death of <laughs> this woman. Not only
1: that, she does the whole like go through the, 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 the newspaper articles. Slide. Oh, the, the no, microfish. The, the, the she articles? goes through the microfiche. Like, amazing. yeah, she does that. Like, that's the whole thing. And it's like, and, and you see the thing scan, scan, and then like, you know, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that's cool. As this research continues, <laughs> the, the attacks on her grow. Leading up to her coming back to her room to find a noose on her door and the words leave scratched into it. Now, what I, again, what I think is really clever about this, and like I say clever, obviously this is a horrific thing to see, mm. but in terms of how the film is made, is that it's absolutely a racist act or is it by the witch who made yeah, Louise... Nice hang herself do you know what I mean yep. it, and it never gives you that easy answer of oh there's no witch or yes there's definitely a witch very good which I think which I think a lesser film would have gone too hard in either yeah direction.
0: by the way there's a witch like by the way it's mm-hmm. racism and they made up the story to get rid of black students yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. yeah
1: um again so that's not the end of it like so the, the these uh, these moments ramp up mm. until she comes outside of her dorm one night to find a burning cross on the front lawn. Anyway, the moment this scene happens with a burning cross, we immediately have this I Am Ancaster video. And you can already imagine what this promotional oh, video God, looks like. yes.
0: It's like every There's law firm like... video of, like, here's our
1: <laughs> POC
0: paralegals, here's our POC associate who does charity law, <laughs> and here's one old white guy. Look at us. Look at the three of us together hanging out.
1: And the star of it, obviously, is Gail being like, I am Amcaster and I'm the new master. Things are changing around here. We're a diverse college now. I love things are changing.
0: I'm like, didn't... Yeah, it used to be a bit... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what's funny about it? You know what's funny about it? And what I think so, like, hilarious about this film and where it probably is closer to a Jordan Peele one is the way that the other sort of white professors do sort of say that and they're like oh it used to be pretty bad back in the day but we're good now yeah. and almost in a sort of jokey way where it's like oh that racism <laughs> bit wacky yeah, but
0: it's crazy finally we've solved racism
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so so this is a quick sequence so we mm-hmm. have the burning cross we have the i am ancaster video and then we have gail at home who goes upstairs and she sees a vision of the servant scrubbing the floor, turning around to her and looking terrified we then cut to Jasmine in her dorm room just like completely broken is woken up, checks the clock it's 3.33 and there's someone frantically trying to get into her locked room Magic. and the only escape is trying to climb out the window. window, she slips and she falls down now she goes to hospital where Gail is visiting her to sort of be like what the fuck's going on tell me I'm really worried about you Jasmine is like there's a witch she's haunting me and then and this is only like two thirds of the way through the film there's this line which I immediately had to write down I was like fucking hell and I, like I'm hopefully I'm gonna say this word for word it's a pretty simple line but Gail's like hey 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 like, and she did, she's not even like there. Are, there's no such thing as ghosts she's like no 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 It's not supernatural. It's not ghosts. This is America and it's everywhere. (sighs) Anyway, so Jasmine sort of is like, I think I need to drop out, but then comes back to college. Liv sees her and she's like, I thought you dropped out. And she's like, I realised I can't escape it, so I'm just going to do things on my own term. But then later that night, while... The dorm is having, like, a big sort of, like, party somewhere else. Gail notices something in the window of Jasmine's room, comes up and finds that she is dead by hanging in her room. Oh, now, after this happens, they have, like, a big, showy candlelit vigil, and it's implied that Liv's tenure is accelerated, and she... she Becomes tenured after these events Mm. right like it is implied that these events help make Liv's tenure like uh, uh, inevitable yep
0: in order to like uh, for the political reason of the fact we just had a black student our only black student die here we need to get this diversity rolling
1: now at this point Gail who hasn't really had any problems with Liv up until now gets contacted by Esther Bicker Liv's mother now Liv had been talking about how she's estranged from her family her mother turns out is Amish and her mother's like, she literally grew up like a town over in our Amish community, but then left. And because she was possessed by the devil, and now she says she's black.
0: So now she says she's black.
1: Yeah. So, so Liv's mother is white. You can right? yep. Like, so, so anyway, at the tenure party, Gail shows up. So Jasmine has killed herself. She's just found out that Liv is not who she says she was, shows up. Everyone's like, hey, Liv, you know funky music. Can you handle the stereo? And Liv's like, I got you, guys. I'm going to play some, like, you know, really, like, funky tunes. And Gail's like, can you just fucking stop it? You're not who you say you is. Fuck this. And they have it out. And Liv says, but we don't know if this is true or not. She's like, no, 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 actually, my father was black. My mother couldn't deal with it. So she cast us both out. And now she's lying to protect herself. So I wasn't lying. You know, maybe I wasn't true about where I've come from, but, you know, I, I wasn't lying. Because this is a public altercation at this, at this faculty party and everyone's standing around watching, Gail is just like, fuck this plate! Like, how are we having a party? Like, a student died? Like, what is going on? And then she's like, oh, my God, I've just realised. You never made me master. And then this is another great speech. She's like, you never made me master. You employed me as a maid to clean all of this up. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. Uh, great right? line. Right? Yes. And then the kicker is no one takes anything into account. They're all like, oh, you're just you're just having a moment. Calm down. Mm. And then basically no one listens to her. And like an hour later, she's just sitting down in a conversation at this party while people are like, whoa, an hour ago, wasn't that all a bit crazy? Mm. Right? God. Like, yeah, okay. Right? Right? Mm. Okay. So anyway, anyway, at this point, Amazing nod to the shining. She starts looking at the photos of the faculty and the early yes. faculty all around, and she notices that the faces in the photos are the same faces at the party. Again, there's no indication that what she's seeing is basically nothing's changed. Mm. Or actually, these this is a supernatural place Magic. where basically the ghosts of this this college will haunt it forever. And so, so she leaves nice. the party. As she's leaving, a security guard comes up to her and is like, hey, do you work here? And she's like, yeah, I do, actually. And he's like, well, look, I'm sorry, but I just need to see some ID. And they're very clearly not checking anybody else's ID. So she looks at him and she's like, you know what? Actually, no, I don't work here anymore. And walks off. And that's the end of Master
0: Peach.
1: What did you think? Fabulous.
0: Fabulous. I'm surprised it was rated R. Um, it didn't seem too scary or gory.
1: I mean, look. <laughs> again, the, the 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 moments of racial intimidation and racial violence are pretty full on. Yeah, okay. The themes I think are pretty strong, and like I said before, this has sort of mixed reviews. And the review, like, often the problem is they're like, ah, uh, number one, mm. the story's too muddled; it's hard to work out what's going on. Or number two, the horror elements weren't done well enough. And I think. Both of those criticisms say people wanted an easy answer from this film. Yeah, People well wanted to hear it's it's definitely the witch and a curse.
0: Mm. Oh, It's racism, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't give you either. And this is one of the reasons why I love this film. Now, like I said, the cool thing about this is even listening to this, you could go back and mm. watch this film now and I think it's worthwhile. I think it's a film that people should watch. I, I, I thought it was wonderful. And now you know this, now you know everything about it and experiencing, you know, the oppression of the, the the film, you know, the film puts on your brain mm. from the beginning I think is incredibly powerful.
0: That's almost the, like, I, th- I feel that's really sophisticated because at a real zoom out macro level, it's almost a comment about, like, how do we get fables? Like, how do we get legends? Like, mm. how do we get monsters? And mm. the answer is left open as to, oh, yeah, they exist, they're real. Or like, no, no, it's a you know a series of human caused events. Shag, I know this this episode itself must be a huge letdown <laughs> when compared to last week, <laughs> but I suspect this film may even be superior.
1: I, know I think, you, like, I honestly think this film's a nine out of ten.
0: This episode's a six and a half, your average amount. <laughs> what's that, seven point seven five or so? <laughs> it's been a reasonable experience for us all. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Reshes, what's up? Another sidebar: I do think I increasingly look like Philip Seymour Hoffman, but with less hair. <laughs> I
1: think is probably you are looking less than you ever have like him.